Let's do it. Beaming from Pacific Junction Hotel to Earth. Girth. Yo, and welcome to TIFF. Uh, The boys from Latched. Hello, hello. Hi, hi. So we'll go in a little circle, introduce yourself and uh, what you contributed to Latch and what your role was in Latched. Oh yeah, my name is Justin Harding and I was uh, the writer and and co-director of Latched and uh, also co-producer. And my name is Rob and I'm also the co-director and co-producer of Latched. All right. Latch is a, how would you describe it? It's a horror film? Yeah, I guess It's kind of creepy. Technically it's a horror film, although I've I've been referring to it as a fantasy thriller. But we did. We had a review that described it as a body horror comedy, which I actually liked. Oh, so I started describing yeah. it as a body horror comedy. Okay. Yeah. But there no, you go. It's, it's essentially a, a horror film. And describe what's happening in it. <laughs> so it's a story about a dancer, a choreographer who's on a weekend retreat with her toddler, a creative retreat to work out the choreography of a prestigious dance show. And while she's rehearsing in the woods, her child discovers what they think is a uh, a bat that is rotten and decomposed turns out it's actually it's it's not uh, a bat and it's certainly not dead it's, yeah uh, it's very much uh, more much more dangerous than they than they think where did the inspiration come from this because you guys your day jobs is reality tv <laughs> so this is kind of like a slightly different yeah uh, yeah which is which is kind of the reason why we do it because uh we're we're very uh, embedded in the uh, factual documentary and reality tv area of television uh, I direct The Amazing Race Justin's a producer on The Amazing Race and he produces uh, shows like uh, MasterChef and Home to Win so um, that's our that's our everyday that's our bread and butter and film is really a a passion a passion for us to be creative and be artistic and tell stories and and scare people which Mm -hmm. is fun to do so Creating Latched was inspired by a photo that actually Justin found that was uh, a hoax on uh, on a, uh, some, some some sort of Mexican uh, horror website where they found uh, they said they oh it wasn't a Mexican website they actually said they found a, a decomposed fairy in Mexico. Oh, and this photo was just so awesome. It was this cool little rotten uh, mini human with wings, and uh, it just seemed like such a such a interesting story to to build a, a monster off of that. Because you know, people think fairies are these uh, you know angelic little beings that sprinkle dust on you and, and make you have happy thoughts. But this thing looked gnarly. It looked scary and had teeth. And uh, we actually found out recently in one of our reviews that. Fairies were actually angels in, in Christianity, were angels that um, came from hell. So we're like, oh man, what an amazing idea to make a film about a, a decomposed fairy coming back to life. Yeah, because even the neighbor, he's like, ah, oh, that's just a bat yeah. when she finds the the corpse or the <laughs> whatever. And I'm like, even I'm like, nah, that's not a bat, man. Yeah. It's like, take, take the kid and get out. Like, yeah. that's uh, that's not a bat. Totally. The 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 blog where I found it, it. Um it was a story about yeah. It was a story about this thing that they found, this my- mystical creature, and the pictures were great. But then all the all the comments on it on the story were uh, people saying it's cl- it's obviously a bat. Yeah, it's a bat. It's a bat. And everyone was saying that, and I was just like, oh my gosh, could you imagine finding that and someone telling you it's a bat? It's it was terrifying looking, and that's where the whole inspiration came from originally. And also the fact that my wife, who's in the film, is a professional dancer, and we knew mm. we wanted to make something with her as a dancer in a in a genre film, and then those two sources of inspiration came together. And it's your son, too. That's right. Yeah, Yeah. he did a great job. Didn't he? Surprisingly. Yeah. Yeah. Leading up to the film, I kept saying to the team, our biggest challenge is going to be working with Bowen because he's 14 months old and you can't control him. Like animals and puppets, you should avoid working with children. And it turned out to be the opposite. He was the easiest part of the whole production. Yeah, he was a gem. We'd bring him out to the set. 
he would perform ex- somehow exactly the way we wanted him to perform. And if he uh, if he got sad or started crying, just naturally out of being bored or tired, we would still roll on it, and it was exactly the performance we would need to get for that moment. Too. No, so he it was, it was really easy. Yeah, he did a good job. So give him a high five. Yeah, we will. Yeah. yeah, he's into fist bumps now. So we'll <laughs> okay, fist bump yeah. then for Bowen. Does having the background, you mentioned like the Amazing Race and things like that, where you have to kind of uh, balance tension and all those kind of things that are going on. Horror kind of depends on having that reality focus. Like this is just a mom and her newborn son basically out in the woods. And so it's a really hyper reality. Like you, you're you in this. It's a lot different than like like a born identity or some sort of action sure. movie. Does that kind of play into it? That kind of give you that background? This is as real as it gets. I mean, it's it's an actual mother. It's an actual son. Um, so that dynamic you can't match. Uh, Bowen is not acting. Bowen is being himself. He's uh, he's being as real as he can possibly be in that situation. And and actually, that that's an interesting idea that we work in reality. And you know, they they are kind of crossing over a little bit. But you know, Justin started in film, and uh, you know, film was always his big thing. Uh, when he was kind of growing up and going through school, he was it was all about making films. He's made so many films since he was a teen. I started in reality and factual, and it's actually like we're both kind of skipping over now. I'm going into film and and in fantasy, and Justin's in reality. So they do sort of cross a little bit, I guess. Yeah, they're actually in in my experience they're 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 almost opposites because on the Amazing Race you can't even do a second take. You can't. It they run through, you shoot it and you get what you get. Um, and there's something really exciting about that approach with the films that, that Rob and I are doing. It's the almost the exact opposite approach where we storyboard everything and, and mm. we're not just capturing something in the moment. We're actually just executing a really well planned storyboard. So we we storyboard together and so when we, we arrive on set, we're actually just executing our plan. And so it's it's very very different, which is uh, which is fun to mix it up. And you also had an expensive score too for sure. That's oh kind yeah. of like that's different. You don't usually get like a lot of like those kind of instruments yeah, and that yeah. kind yeah. of. Uh, where did the inspiration <laughs> for this the score come from? Well, Rob and I have another film out in the festival circuit right now that's been out for about a year in festivals uh, called Cookie, and uh, Cookie uh, had, was touring with other films, and one of those films was The Smiling Man, which is on Crypt TV, and they've got 10 million views right now on Crypt TV, and everyone knows The Smiling Man is a great film. The, the composer of that was at a, fe- a festival that Rob and I were at in Hollywood, and we and we met him, and we knew his work. His name is uh, Vivian Villani, who's in town. And we uh, just approached him and said, hey, we know your work. You're great. We created a friendship with Vivian. And a few months later, when we had our film, we just knew the, the right guy. We knew his work. We called him up. We talked about uh, what's possible. We weren't sure if it was realistic budgetarily. You know, could we make it work? But we worked out a deal that made sense. And that, that's how it all came together. And then Vivian just he blew us away. With killed it. it. Yeah, he killed it. It was amazing. That we- was one of the highlights of the whole production for us. We also wanted to approach this film as a feature. You know, it's a short. Yeah. You know, but we sort of approach everything as, you know, do it. We, we try to do it the best we can with the most amount of resources we have. And Vivian coming on board was a blessing and doing a, an original soundtrack was a must because that's what features do. And, and it's, it's cool to keep true to that art. You know, it's it's and it, it's a completely different feeling. I'll tell you, man, sitting in that that studio and hearing the 19 piece orchestra doing their work. And, and it was just it blew Justin and I away. And we knew that from this point on, we will always have to have. Uh, an orchestra doing their soundtracks it was a total game changer for sure and that's how we yeah like rob was saying how we want to approach all elements of the production even our poster was was painted by by the most incredible artist who's designing monsters for universal studios and so we every single detail we tried to bring a feature mentality to you know make it as big as possible even in a short film so why not then just do a feature then or why do a short instead of a feature then if you that's the mentality then 
Well, I got two answers to that. Okay. <laughs> I figured you figured you've been We're doing a lot of head nodding here. Yeah, yeah no, I figured good. this is an obvious question. I think question. we segued you into that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know. I look good, but as you guys are doing all the heavy yeah, lifting, yeah. man. I could just put the mic down and go get a sandwich. There you go. Rob yeah. and I work on so many projects that it's literally just a matter of us finding um, a block of time that we're available to do it. We have so many ideas for futures, and it's, it's always been like, oh, my gosh, if we just had a week off. We wouldn't go on a trip to Mexico to do a scuba dive. We would, <laughs> we would actually just make a feature really low budget, sort of Mark Duplass style, like just do it. And we just, we've been so busy for so many years on multiple shows that uh, we're trying now, we're saying now that we're going to do our first feature in March or uh, yeah, February. February. In February, we're going to do it. We're going to block off 10 days and we're going we're gonna to shoot our first feature. We've got the story, the script, we've got the location, the actors, we've got the money, we have everything. Um, now it's just a matter of us making sure we got the time <laughs> and we're going to do it. And it's called Making Monsters. Okay, and is this another horror film as well, or horror light, or horror-ish? It's definitely in the same in the same horror genre. It's it's in the, it's got the exact same DNA as Latched and Cookie and Point of View is another film that we did. It's it's uh, definitely horror, but it's the same style in terms of uh, interesting suspense, interesting tension, but really uh, funny mm-hmm. and and very scary, very weird, and mm-hmm. kick ass. Okay, yeah. yeah. Uh, that's a good way to put it. <laughs> so, is it, and is it part of the the book of collective? Yes. So, Rob and I are the book of collective. Yeah. So, explain the philosophy behind that, because that's cool too. Yeah, the collective is something that I mean, Justin and I have been working together for so many years, and we've always, you know, sitting in the edit suites or or being out in the field, we've always dreamed about doing our own thing. So, what we sort of put together was this collective, which is kind of a, a group of guys. Uh, guys and girls who are the best of the best in the field and, and the people that we've worked with in, in factual and documentary and commercial and people that have all become our, our best friends and our family. And we sort of come together as a collective to to do projects like this, to do projects like Latched. I mean, we filmed Latched with, with uh, completely uh, favors and all of our available resources and we used friends and family and we used Justin's Cottage and, you know, the people that live two doors down from Justin's Cottage were our catering company, Three Dicks and a Lawyer, a little shout. <laughs> out to those guys <laughs> so it's really just pulling together a collective of people who are passionate about filmmaking about creating content and and going out and actually doing it um, not letting any roadblocks come in the way not letting money or financing get in the way it's just uh, uh, putting our, our creativity out on a plate and and doing it basically and that's what the collective is do you find that the collective or that ethos kind of bleeds into the actual what ends up on the screen knowing that it's like your wife and your son and it's like the woman clearly has a connection with the kid. It's a little bit more different than when just two actors are kind of shoved together. Oh, in so many ways, the creature in Latched, his name is Jarrett. He's a dancer who dances with my wife professionally at the Toronto Dance Theater. He also played the clown and cookie that we did last year. And uh, that's a perfect example. It's a collective of not only filmmakers, but of artists and dancers mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. writers and, and different different uh, people coming from different backgrounds to create, to create art. We just want to put that in cinematic form. Um, but yeah, so that's that's the idea, bringing people, and, th- and it definitely plays on screen because I mean, literally in this film, you've got them performing together in the most intimate way. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, you can't get any closer than that, and you, I don't think you could even create a movie like this unless unless the people involved were family and friends and willing to go through it. And with making monsters, we're pushing that even further. The opening scene alone is pushing performance to, to, to an extreme level where I don't even know if we could even do this. I don't even know if it's illegal. <laughs> I think <laughs> totally. I mean, either yeah, actually. Yeah, yeah. I don't think you could ever do it with a union or, I mean, I mean, we're really pushing, pushing it. I think everything we do with Boca is really, it's really just to, to make something special. You know, we're, we're storytellers. Justin and I coming together as a partnership is, is a great story. Latched is an amazing story. Uh, you know, being a, a place where Justin grew up in his cottage and using all our friends and family. We just want to tell stories. And, and that's what Boca really is. It's, it's finding a story and, and telling that story in the best, most cinematic way possible. 
And so, and within that, uh, practically what we've done is we've, we've been able to purchase equipment. Uh, we've put together a full edit facility. We own our own cameras and lighting and, and sound gear and everything for the TV work that we're doing. And part of that collective is actually actually able to produce stuff like realistically, actually able to pump projects like this through our collective and, and do it all in one, sh one shot and do it on a very professional level. That's such a, um, a missing element sometimes is the idea of collecting your own gear. I know a lot of people, when they want to make an independent film or even a short film, they're, they're scrambling either for time or for money or whatever, but it's just people always sometimes overlook that and just the idea of collecting your own gear and getting that. Because Kubrick did that as well, right? Totally. Or like, so that way then you're always ready to shoot, always ready to do something. It's been the, the dream of mine forever has been to not have to rely on anybody ever. If we have cameras That's a good lighting, way to put it, yeah. yeah. If we have cameras, we have lights and audio gear, we can make up an idea, and I can we can make up an idea with my wife or a friend or whoever's willing to do it, well, and, we, and we can literally just execute it, and we don't need to ask permission, and we don't need to go after money, and we can just do it. But then by moving forward with that approach, everyone starts to jump on board, and the money ends up coming, and people come, but, it's, but it gives you the confidence to say, we're just going to do it, mm -hmm. yeah, and then people jump on board. And that's what people want. I mean, we're, we're noticing people want to know that you're going to do it. You know, and that's when people start getting really interested. The fact that, you know, you say you're going to do it, you're going to follow through with it, and then and then making it happen, and that's what everybody's attracted to. So that's, yeah, that's what we're setting out to do for sure. I mean, we're, we're talking during TIFF, right? So a lot of yeah. people will like, they'll say like, my next project is going to be this and my next project. And sometimes you don't hear back from them. Yeah. Right? And it's, yes. and some, I understand there's money issues. There's all kinds of legitimate issues, but it's just like, and that dude was so cool or that dude that was so cool. Like what happened to them? Like yeah. why are they not making more stuff? Right. Yeah. And this way, at least you got the engine always kind of running. Yeah. Right. We, we actually can't physically, we can't just, it's not in our DNA to say we're going to do something and not do it. It's completely not. It's not. If we say we're going to do it, we'll make it happen one way or another. We have to, we have to make it happen. Yeah. You got to keep that momentum. The traditional way is to have a short film and then go out with a script and talk to people about it and say, here's our script. We want to get this made. We're actually taking a bit of a different approach. We're just, we're just going to actually, we're just hoping to be back with a film. We're just going to have a movie up here, not a script. You know, right by the time the script's ready to shoot, we're already, we're already rolling on day one, probably. It's kind of cowboy, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's just the way to do it. it it's it, we, other filmmakers like Mark Duplass and uh, Swanberg, yeah. Joe Swanberg yeah. and, and Rodriguez. These are the types of filmmakers that just uh, have inspired us. Yep. And now the technology's caught up where anybody can do it. So our plan is to start now and in a year from now, see if we can have a movie back here. Yeah. And we're going to try to do it. And we're actually going to do a whole behind the scenes thing of how we're approaching it too, because it's very interesting. Where our plan is to shoot a film in 10 days and then watch that film on day 11. Yeah. By cutting the scenes each night. Because we read an article that that's how um, Soderbergh does it now. And that's how Baby Driver was done. We're like, you know what? We can, we're going to try it. We're going to document it. And if we fail, that's fantastic. Because yeah. that's going to be great, great content. Story. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. it's a win-win. Yeah. It's also inspiring, too, because I think people, they, they still have this idea, like even like during, like, again, we're here at TIFF, a lot of people still have this idea that you need like this huge crew and cameras and like permits and whatever, but there's a lot you can shoot and kind of do on the fly, on the run, and like... Absolutely. That's, that's why we like to create our own stories. So that we can, the stories are written for the materials that are available and for a, a scenario that's realistic to execute. Yeah, for certain scripts, you need, you need that. You need that money, you need, that, you need all that crew and support, but... The, this was written for latch was written for my wife my child uh, my property yeah. <laughs> yeah i literally it was like and cookie the same thing we shot that at my sister's house during a weekend with family my wife again and a family friend and that's how we're doing our feature i mean it'd be great to do a feature with millions of dollars it'd be amazing oh, yeah i just want to yeah, wait we, i just we don't want to wait for it <laughs> not yeah. wait two years it's such an exciting time in filmmaking man and especially in canada to to pick up any format camera 
and go out and shoot something. I mean, it's it's such a good time to do it, and 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 the people are responding. I mean, people, you can shoot something on an iPhone, and I, I know that's like a big thing now, but you can you can do it. And if the story's good, people are gonna respond, and that's gonna spawn your next film, and then your next film, and they're just gonna get better and better and better. And it's just to keep that momentum going. It's just no risk too, yeah. because you're not investing someone else's fortune. So that it, with the low risk, you can take bigger risks creatively, big and those bigger risks could lead to to higher rewards. Like gambling, <laughs> it, it, it is a gamble. You might lose, but you might win. And if and if you're not gambling that much money, then then, then who cares? Yeah, just yeah. what are you really winning? Yeah, exactly. but you're betting on yourself. Exactly. exactly. Right. That's it. Yeah, I, Kevin Smith was in an interview. This is several years back, but obviously he made Clerks for like I think twenty grand or thirty grand, super yeah, low budget. Yeah. Right. And then when he started getting Hollywood money, he found it made him lazier because yeah. then like when there'd be a problem or the what, just like shoot two million at it, and then that'll make the problem go away. Like, so he didn't, wasn't solving the problems. And when you're talking about like Soderbergh and Rodriguez, they're kind of still doing stuff raw yeah. and on the fly. So, and they're just adjusting and trying to figure things out. Cause that's what all filmmaking is just solving problems. More yeah. money, more problems. Man. We were at South by Southwest this year and um, we were in Rod Robert Rodriguez's studio. There was a big filmmaker brunch that we were invited to. And he talked about how he's, he's doing, he wants to do another film for $7,000. And then he's got that competition now where he's inviting filmmakers to come and, and do their films for 7,000. I love that approach because I, I, I believe I've always believed in that, you know, that the like he says, spraying down your problems with the money hose isn't going to solve the problems creatively. Mm -hmm. It's the restraints that 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 breed the creative solutions. And that's that's like where we thrive. Yeah. When you get the old wheelchair to be the dolly shot and all that. Yeah, kinda. man. Absolutely. And that's why this next film, that's why we want to document that whole process, because it is those problems that, you know, that need quick solutions that are going to be really interesting to people to to see uh, behind the scenes and to learn about. Yeah, like Latch, we wanted to shoot everything on a movie and have everything sliding and moving, and and then our, and then at some point it wasn't really realistic for scheduling. We're like, oh, screw it, just do it all handheld. Yeah. So it's got like a certain handheld look now, which mm -hmm. was just a, a product of, <laughs> of of a situation. Uh, solving a problem. Yeah. 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 Which is a problem. Yeah, it's a problem that needed to be solved, and uh, and it actually gives it a, a, a look and a style that we like now. But it works too when the woman's dancing, right? Because yeah. it's, it's just as fluid as her movements are. Yeah, and in those sequences, there's a mix. Because one weekend we had the movie, another weekend we didn't. <laughs> so, mm -hmm. so, so some of them, they're, it's a movie that's drifting, and other shots it's handheld. But whatever, you just throw it all in, it actually creates its own style. Yeah. You just don't. I, we've just learned not to be too precious about it. Yeah. It, it, I've always said, you know, it, it's it, it's more important that it exists as a piece of art than it than for it to be perfect. Mm -hmm. That it makes has sense. To just exists. I mean, if, if we could work on this for the next two years. We just wanted to get it out, and and, and here it is in, in this festival. And We're that's the other hard part too is you eventually just gotta like, because you can keep doing like take after take, especially working with a child actor or whatever, and trying to get oh, it right yeah. or whatever. Oh, yeah. And then, but at the same time, it's like you know what, that's good enough. Then like he walked in the tree, we'll just go, we'll go with that Perfect. scene. Move on, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, There's that's yeah. No, yeah, that's that's exactly it. There's a point where you have to take the brush off the canvas and, and look back and, and let it let that art out into the world. And yeah, you just gotta just gotta keep moving. Well, that's why Rob and I storyboard everything as well, <laughs> so that when we're on, when we're on set, we're not actually sitting there messing around. Yeah, we're not experimenting. We're we're literally just executing a plan, and we know and we're just we're just scratching off uh, our store our literal storyboards. And sometimes we'll do animatics even, so it's really organized, and we're just out there just scratching it, moving on. What what are we missing? And it's like a puzzle. You have to you build and create your own pieces, and put it together. And that that way we're doing everything in one or two takes. It's insane how fast we move on set, man. Yeah. It's a whirlwind. People don't feel like our crew just has to keep up with us. It's <laughs> literally like the entire climax of, of Latched was shot one take. Yeah. Each each scene, <laughs> I mean it was it was four or five o'clock in the morning. We we're actually we were actually chasing the, the sunlight. We we're where the sun was gonna come up. 
and we needed to be dark. And we were one take, go, moving, one take, we're go. Losing moving. Yeah. Yeah, we were losing we darkness. Yeah, we were losing the darkness. Yeah. <laughs> but again, does this kind of get influenced from the reality TV show and the stuff you guys are making? Or like, you know what? I can speak to that. Yeah. I, I, as a challenge producer on The Amazing Race, would have to oversee the challenges where you're in a pressure cooker scenario where there's zero room for error and you yeah. have to just, you have to be laser focused on something. And your sole focus is this thing. And um, I think that experience of, of being in these situations so many times. When the sun's coming up and you know what you need to do, you just can push through like a freight train. Totally. And so that's where the experience translates. And we've learned that. We've learned that from so many amazing producers that we've worked with at Insight and at Buck and at Proper and Cream. Just these guys who are just like focus on what's going on. No problems too big that can't be solved and just push forward. Yeah, I like being in that in that extreme pressure scenario where it's it's you there you, yeah, you thrive not make it. a mistake. I like it. That's actually where I come up. <laughs> I'm actually bored until we get until, <laughs> until everything's <laughs> until we're behind the, in the fan. And then it's like, all right, now now it's exciting. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean that's what kids do. Like when they, they imagine themselves on this game seven and the NBA finals, right. whatever, yeah. and the clock's winding down. That's when you take the that's, shot, yeah. right? Like anyone can get an A in September, right? But yeah. can you get an A in June? That's exactly. I it. mean, we're filmmakers, we're procrastinators, we're creative <laughs> types. We don't like schedules. Yeah. We just wanna. We don't want to do our thing but yeah when when that clock is ticking man is when when the magic really starts to happen so last question it's an important question though uh are we going to see the return of bowen <laughs> does he have an agent yet <laughs> bowen is uh, a completely different person uh, yeah it's been like it's been a year since we made this film he's he's like a full fully grown human at this point so it, it would be it would be great actually well, to put him he, back he in thinks his name is robot because he's named <laughs> himself after his best friend our robot vacuum cleaner oh, okay Roomba. so he, <laughs> he thinks his name is robot he won't say his own name what's your name bowen robot <laughs> so maybe maybe he makes an appearance as some sort of uh of an android some of sort of ai but wow. he's uh he's, he's turning two actually what's the date today he's like, turning two in two turning days two in, in two days oh happy birthday bowen yeah. nice yeah so we'll see all right Thank you guys for sitting and talking to me about film, reality TV, uh, doing it on the fly. Uh, we covered a lot in like 20 minutes. So yeah. thank you guys. Great. Cool, thank, thank you. you. It's fun.